0: Hello there, everyone. You are in the room with Steve and George for another episode of the podcast. How are you doing, George? I'm doing really well. We're not even in the same room, so how are these guys in there? We're in the same Zoom room. That's point. what really matters. Good point. Um, Zoom is a uh, online um, phone call application for those of you well, out there. They're not. We're not sponsored by them or anything. They're not. <laughs> they're not helping us. So. No, they're not helping us. Only to facilitate this podcast. Um, so hello um we're glad you're joining us today and we're gonna sort of jump right into our topic without too much catch-up today uh because we've i just just don't want to hear about what's going on in your life really no and 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 i get that and you know i want to give our listeners a break so um uh let's get into the meat of things we're talking about uh dating and relationships Oh, it's finally happened um We've we've sprinkled in some anecdotes and parts of my personal life, uh, <laughs> parts of yours. Um, but uh, I want to talk about sort confessions of, the- <laughs> of a podcaster. Yeah, <laughs> no one's done that before. Um, but uh, I want to share about uh, just the state of, the state of play in relationships and dating culture. And for those of you who aren't familiar with my own background uh, maybe you didn't come to me through my brother Matthew Hussey although I suspect a lot of you probably have so you'll be aware but my day job is uh writing and talking about issues surrounding dating and specifically relationship advice for women uh and confidence and self-esteem uh for my brother's company how to get the and um Yeah, so that's kind of what I spend a lot of my time writing and thinking about. And so we thought, well, let's jump on and talk about the... I I did a talk in London this Saturday, uh, which was great. Loads of people came. Someone actually a podcast fan. So shout out to them, George. Um, And uh, yeah, we, we just talked about what is so difficult what feels so difficult about modern dating and sort of I want to do this podcast maybe sorting out the truth from the myth or sorting out what what complaints I feel may be more valid than others and uh maybe we'll talk about some solutions um so uh, do you get the same complaints consistently is it a very crystallized clear problem it's the same things again and again for people is it yeah, I think one. You know, my my brother started this company probably about ten years ago. Now it's it's been quite a while. We wrote a book together. He's done TV shows, and you definitely, you know, even across or you know a, a decade, you hear the same. You hear the same complaints. Things have changed. Like ten years ago, Tinder didn't exist, um, and that online dating did exist, but the dating app culture didn't quite exist as it does now, and so that's spawned a whole level of kind of renewed enthusiasm and despair for dating in a in the same way really where it's now that's such a topical form of conversation and the rise of certain things we'll talk about, but you know, hookups or flaking and these kind of problems are are becoming more acute and people are aware of them than ever because more people are doing things like online dating than ever. So I feel like there's just so it's become it's become more and more interesting, actually, as I've been involved in the this industry. That it just seems that relationships are, are even more interesting and tricky and complex today than they've ever been. So. Do you think even the use of that phrase there is that like a uh, representative of the way that technology shifted it, that you can call it an industry? Could you even call the date... Would there be such thing as a dating industry 20 years ago? Not Nowhere near in the same kind of defined way, I imagine. Yeah, I suppose... Yeah, I suppose there's always been... There's always been an industry to help people get dates or to... Well, to help people be more attractive or there's been like... You know, there's like old school lonely hearts sort of thing. Yeah, where, it feels uh, like a, it used to be more of a niche kind of... Slight, slightly almost shameful thing, right? Whereas now it's a very common and happy and open like topic of just dinner party chat that everyone can relate to. yeah i think that's probably true actually and i think there probably used to be a much more sort of defined method of um people just met through work friends even like church back in the day things like that where just people were maybe introduced to people very early on and you're expected to marry early on right so it wasn't you didn't maybe have so much time to be out there in the field doing you know Doing decades worth of dating or more for many people, so I think now it's maybe it's just because of the way that single life has extended for so many people. Where some people might be single till they're forty, or you know they get divorced and then they're single again. That's there's yeah. more middle-aged single people than ever, right? So I think it's like you know what what I find is in when we uh, teach women in our company, we're often teaching women sometimes who you know, they run all ages, but sometimes it's women who are post-divorce and are like, I'm not used to this world and I'm not used to, you know, things like dating apps seem weird to me and should I even be on them? And, you know, they might think, well, I've already been married once and I feel weird getting back into that pool again. Mm. So so I, I think there's just so much going on, like culturally and demographically that has changed. Well, you know, it's just changed so much because changing you know, religious expectations, changing technology. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a meaty, difficult, interesting time. Um, so where to uh, jump in on this? I mean, I'm a single man. You're a man in a, dare I say, very steady relationship, George. That's the only qualification for this conversation I'm bringing to the table. So... Um, you know i think that's good we've got we've kind of got it's not it's not just two single guys having their desperate yeah that's yeah kind of begging. um yeah so that's that's interesting i mean do you just just before we sort of jump into some material do you feel sort of very do you observe this or do you feel you you've got a lot of friends in couples and things does this feel like a very alien world to you because you don't really see a lot of people struggling with dating and stuff or do you i'm curious yeah I think you are my you are my kind of canary down the mind of what's what's happening out there you're up, you know at the coal face, so to speak but um, I guess the sort of time of life more of my friends are in more established or you know longer term relationships have just borne out a bit more but I do think something that I find really interesting is like mentioning the technology side of it and just the way that our generation and certainly younger generations just become so quickly familiar with technology that it just becomes part of, you know, becomes of, of like a verb or a noun to, you know, to Google something, but then, you know, oh, I swiped on this person. And just very quickly, that language of how the technology of the dating world has kind of encroached on, on how people do this stuff is, I find it really, really fascinating. And um, just the landscape for everything has changed, right? On just a slight tangent. Like the other day was the Game of Thrones finale. When that show started, or when they first pitched that show, I don't think YouTube existed, right? When they first pitched it. And it's like in that 15 years that that show has been on, like YouTube's happened, streaming's happened. The way that everything about television's done has changed. And that changes people's opinions and how they're, they're open to talk about something for something as kind of fundamental to someone's social life as their dating sort of activities you know people didn't have cell phones that commonly what, 15 years ago and now i would say a vast proportion of people i know are in relationships as a result of you know like social media hookup opportunities and it's just an entirely different world that i think the technology alone has made it a more common topic i think if if people were still kind of going down the personalized ads route and it was just that bit more at at a level of remove it wouldn't be a topic that lets me go oh well I'm a guy in a relationship or what's happening knowing that people now oh well I just know you use these apps to do stuff it just makes it a much more um, open conversation I think because it's like democratized the way people do it because anyone can just download the app and have a go if you want to write a personals ad you have to go to like a lot more effort so it being so accessible just makes it a topic that people are a lot more happy to discuss and therefore you know people who aren't in that world, particularly like myself, just get more of an insight into it. I suppose. Yeah, uh, that that's probably true, and it, it seems, um, you know, we when we started um, when we were, you know, started our company years ago, and when we did our book, it, it, they they talked to us about like, well, we should we do like a, a chapter on online dating because that's sort of you know that that's getting more something that people do, but it was that was pre Tinder. What was that like? Five years ago, six. Years? Uh, that not, was in not that long. Yeah, maybe like six, six-ish or seven. What? Something like that, or six or seven, whatever it was. Um, yeah, yeah, something six-ish years ago. But uh, yeah, and it, and it wasn't. There was no such thing in. So, so the book never talks about dating apps or swiping. Mm-hmm. It's Basically, that the, when online dating people meant like Match dot com or yeah or something like that, and it was. It was something where we were just like, oh, I guess we'll do a cursory chapter on that, but we don't really know much about online dating, but we'll kind of, you know, do some advice for profile writing. But it just, you know, to now not use the words, you know, to not talk about dating apps or Tinder in a book on dating would seem very behind in certain yeah. way, not to not even mention, like, that. Uh, because, like you say, the mainstreaming of meeting people on your phone – which didn't definitely did not exist. You'd have to sit at your computer and do it. The, the mainstreaming of that, where you've just got, you know, a 20 year old woman who is doing that, that would have been so, the, the idea of that would have been seemed so bizarre, um, mm. 10 or 15 years ago. If like a, yeah. If like a young woman said she was like using a dating app half an hour every night or something. Yeah, um, yeah. so, uh, so yeah, that's, mm. uh, that 's the kind of context we 're in now and and so to kind of dive in, I think one of the problems so it's it 's not just i mean i mean dating apps are a big part of modern dating culture, but i don 't think it 's the only thing I think one thing is simply that the world is bigger, technology in general exposes us we we talked about this in our l one on um, i think happiness but you know technology and social media expose us to worlds we've just never seen people we would never have known about Mm -hmm. and basically you know instagram itself has become this kind of surrogate dating app as well where people dm people because you know they send them a message because they like their stuff or they think this guy's hot and this woman's hot this model so people are sending each other messages like hey do you want to go for a drink i saw in your stories you're here um and like so, I think so. I think this buffet of choice thing does come back, and that's something where it's not that uh, women definitely don't come to us and go, "Oh, the problem is there's too much choice." <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they usually say, "I don't meet any guys I connect with," or you know, it, like it's not. You know, for many women, it's not a problem getting some initial attention, and lots of women sign up for these things and get a whole load of unwanted attention. But then the issue they say is well. How do I even know out of this you know out of this bunch of messages and and first you know highs I'm getting from guys? How do I even know vaguely who's good and who's not mm-hmm. and some guy is immediately flirting with me and being really flirtatious should i take should I go with that? Is that just the way it is, or should I feel like you should slow down kind of thing so I think there's this kind of what I see increasingly um so the first thing there is the choice thing, and I think I do think people have this thing where they are. There's not like three men in your town who might be suitable, and you've got to think, well, which one do I like, and that sort of thing. It's like, well, there's these guys around me at work, and then there's all these guys blowing up my phone, or there's mm. this Tinder app where I suddenly signed up for it and I didn't realise, and I got like a hundred likes in a day, and you know, and I think that does create this sense of just just like man this seems totally overwhelming and Mm. it seems like it's like if you've just come out of a relationship or say you've come out of a marriage it's like what do i do with this like if you haven't been dating it's like a double-edged sword right because if you if your kind of horizons feel really limited it can be i suppose really freeing to suddenly see there is all this choice and this availability on my doorstep but then having to deal with that overwhelming sort of flow of opportunities is a completely different headspace to have to fight with, right? Yeah. And I think there's two things that that happen is that I think it can it can lead to just a kind of a feeling of especially if you know some women just go, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this then. I'm gonna go on a bunch of dates. I'm gonna meet those guys. And you know, inevitably if you're if you're too unselective there, you basically end up going on dates with a bunch of weirdos or jerks or guys who are kind of, um, you know, maybe they're a bit creepy or they're, you know, just not a kind of guy you connect with or, and, and what happens is people just get burnt out. And this whole thing, there's, there's been a lot of articles about this, but sort of dating burnout and people eventually get to this point where they think, you know what? This is just more trouble than it's worth. This is, this is time spent. This is effort getting ready, But Mm. day after day, it takes a lot of effort to get ready for a date. Um, I keep kind of getting disappointed or maybe I even sort of like a guy and then he's not as into me and he flakes and it can just feel like you're on this crazy treadmill. And so that's why I think... Why is that particular to modern dating though? Just because the apps have given people a a plethora of choice. Surely, you know, oh, does he like me or not? Who should I go for? That's always an issue. Yeah, but I do think the ease, and, and you know, this is also, it's it's different for men and women, right? And because I think men do have a different, men have different issues that come up when they're on Tinder and things. And obviously for men, they're not quite in the same part of women where women are worrying about the safety aspect more mm-hmm. than men. But um, yeah, men's problem is actually getting <laughs> getting attention in the first place, uh, especially on Tinder, where some men can feel like they're just completely ignored. Um but I think um, but that being said, you still got the overwhelming thing of choice. You're still getting swipes and options. And I think what happens is, you know, I I would not without something like Tinder or any of these dating apps, like it's definitely when I have been single, it's increased my opportunity just to go and get another date mm-hmm. over like, you know, whatever time period that is. But I can it's always the knowledge that well, I could go and get another date, or I could set up three dates this week. Now, to have done that, like previously, you'd have had to have actually like been out there, like trying to chat up women. Oh, it just requires so much more like proactive confidence, right? That I think when often people in that situation don't have in abundance. Yeah, so it's so it's so much less likely that, um, yeah, say a man would be lining up like three dates this week or something. He'd have to be like quite a bold. Character, I, I think, I think definitely women perceive the idea that men are constantly going up and talking to women, and maybe that's because confident men come and talk to them. Yeah, and, that's, and that and yeah. so they think, well, men are always approaching women. That that's my uh, that's from what I've seen in a decade of teaching women. Women all assume that men are a dating more than they are, and b constantly like men always approach women, and it's like m- most men don't do that, and they only do it when they feel the opportunity is really there. Yeah, it's like confirmation bias being imposed upon you by a confident outlier. Yeah, so I think something's changed in that I think there's lots of men who probably date a lot more thanks to Tinder Mm. than they would have before. When you say date, though, so as someone who's never used these apps, I kind of, I think in my mind, very fortunately missed... Yeah, both you and and a few people I know completely just miss the... uh, Yeah, I think anyone really who kind of got into their relationship in sort of any time before 2013 really sort of avoided (laughs) this entirely new sort of social anxiety. But um, yeah, when you say men are dating more, have these apps, they've changed in how they're maybe a tool to date versus a tool for just kind of slightly meaningless hookups? Has has that affected how people use and see themselves use use the apps and see themselves through their use of them? Like, you've got loads of opportunities to hook up with someone, but you're never going to meet your life partner now. Or how how has it has it changed in this kind of small window of time that I I think phenomenon. I think definitely it's become. I think there's definitely it's it's sort of become harder to commit to anything in a certain way for for to a person or to like commit to a person in a relationship or do you mean like commit to i'll meet you at 12 o'clock and then they just never showed uh, well well a bit of both i guess <laughs> but i think i think like people have so little from what i've seen and experiences is that people have very little shame about just cancelling something uh you you arrange something and maybe on the day it's like ah, oh, hey i uh, you know pe- people can just sort of change their mind within it's like, well, you know, we're on this app, and we can always just swipe for more. It's like, uh, hey, actually, I'm kind of busy now tonight. Is so. that a kind of unspoken rule that everyone like? Would dare I ask? Would you ever be guilty of doing that yourself, or is that is that a kind of unspoken rule that everyone follows now, or is it something that like slightly more high value people on it get to throw around? Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think everyone does when when they feel like there's this sort of you know, it's always easier to anonymize people when you're doing it on a screen and didn't actually meet them and ask for their phone number. It's always easier to just kind of be like, well, I can just unmatch with them. And, you know, so the internet itself makes it easier to sort of dehumanize people. Like we all know that where people will be a certain way in the comments, they'd never be to you in real life. But but yeah, I mean, I've, I've found in certain occasions where it's made me more it's made me more flaky and kind of, yeah, I, I, have seen that part sometimes happen to me and, and, and I, I dislike, I I don't like that part. Like I don't, when that, when I've seen, felt myself doing that kind of thing and being more, yeah, just being more flaky with people, like I really dislike it and feel, Oh, that's something I'm not, that's something I'm not proud of. Like not giving someone an explanation or you know that sort of thing. I feel like, you know, it's just it's just your own personal standard for behaviour. You know, and uh, and and that's something I definitely have consciously tried to raise. Where it's like, I at least want to be able to say to someone, "Well, this is this is what I'm feeling," or "This is why." You know, even if after a date, right, some people just never, you know, never call again or whatever, Ooh. and never text again. And that that I think is a kind of modern. You know it's a shrugging where it's just like instead of dealing with this maybe and kind of letting this person down i'm kind of just going to not talk to them again it's, just, it's the, the technology just makes it so easy right and yeah yeah and the, like the effort i don't know even thirty you know, 20 30 years ago where you'd have to conduct this business over the phone it's still like it takes a bit of effort to make the phone call and go through it so you're kind of slightly more invested just by the requirements of the technology but if it's yeah well, i'll just swipe that that way and that, and the problem's gone the thing is though I've always you know I've when I've I've always felt better when I've been straight and honest with someone even if it's sometimes a bit like it's uncomfortable right it's uncomfortable to say to someone you you might not want another date or something right it's not it's not a pleasant thing to have to say and and some many times I think this is a thing it's not everyone takes everything so personally but the truth is we don't always know why someone didn't get back to us or, you know, yeah. we don't know what's going on and we're one tiny moment in this person's life and we don't always know, but we we kind of assume like, well, how could they go on a date? and not, but they, even, uh, Like beyond even the dating world, the way that technology just manipulates your kind of personal anxieties is insane, right? Like you probably would be more in a dynamic of a potential relationship situation, but you're talking to someone on WhatsApp or you're texting and you can see that they're typing, and then they go quiet it just creates this like yeah yeah you're waiting for the response it disappears and just the way that the technology manipulates your kind of need for that next response magnified through the prism of dating must be the most anxiety inducing experience possible really yeah and you can see you know yes yeah, and, and and it manipulates your emotions in in how they go up and down as well because really nothing has changed in the real world and what happens is, you know, people get a match and it's like, bam, I'm a stud. Like, I got a match for this person. Look how attractive they are. And then it's like, oh, they messaged back. And then, oh, no, they didn't message back. Yeah. Oh, no, I guess I'm a loser. Oh, she must not be attracted to me. It's like, and it's all happening like externally yeah. in the ether, yeah. right? It's got actually no bearing on anything. When they've not seen you, you know, it's so different seeing someone in the flesh yeah. and seeing how they are. Like, yeah, you, you know, it's so, it's such a different thing, and you could be way more attracted to someone in the flesh, way less attracted. But you're assuming like, oh no, she saw my pictures and my profile, and she's not interested in my. You know, it's like it's. This so is difficult. why I'm just so relieved that I've kind of because I I do not photograph well, Steve. So like, just <laughs> avoiding, you know, avoiding getting my froggy face up on up on <laughs> an app. It's just like it's just a recipe for disaster. So yeah, the, I, the real world's a very different place. I think me and you. Um, well, I won't speak for you. You can speak for you <laughs> that you just did. But I think I think I'm a lot better in person than ah. I And I feel I feel like pictures always. You know, some people I think they do way better in photographs. And it to ten pounds. Tell you that much. <laughs> I I feel like just come on the date and then you know you know come on the date and yeah. just when it when it's like and it's like picking out the photos that don't make me look like I'm trying too hard but you want to look good looking but you're like I don't want to look like I'm trying to be good I just know I know if I was on one of these apps I'd have to go look I'm just gonna have to be one of the people who does like a wack, not a wacky picture but it's like I'm not gonna put myself out there earnestly like a you know like a model shot I know I can't do that. So I'm going to have to go with some like slightly stupid one and then that pre-selects the people who are going to respond and you every decision you make is just like a categorizing. Yeah, versus, yeah. Right? And like, that's why like awful. you know and that's why I say this thing of competition again you weren't you know I think even 10 15 years ago you weren't you weren't competing with the world for someone's attention. It's like But I'm also on Instagram where I'm being followed by 10,000 people. And I'm also on Tinder where there's, you know, some people who look like models and some people, it's like that wasn't your competition years ago. And I think both men and women feel like, like, oh God, I, to get, to get that someone's attention i've read quite a few times like oh a girl met or hooked up with one of the england rugby players on tinder he you say, oh good oh, that's what you're <laughs> up against is it oh, professional <laughs> athlete oh, okay yeah no, no no problem yeah it's like if you hear someone who's like a pro- you know a famous person goes on it yeah like, well that's, you know, that's <laughs> come a- on give us a ch- give us a chance yeah, um, if, they're, if they're doing it um, but um yeah yeah so in many ways then the the, you're better off just operating in the real world and it, for mental health sake like the real like you say the world hasn't changed the, all these people who are on these apps also exist in the real world um and it's almost it, how do you see them do you see them as just like a, a helpful addition or do you see them as a complete replacement to what people should be doing or something that should really be avoided now is there mm. a sort of prescriptive way to approach them I I have a view now where, you know, and this is what I say to women when, you know, I speak at these events, but I don't have a dog in the fight. You know, I'm not, I've got, we're not in competition with dating apps, like the stuff we do. Mm. Um, We're not supported by them. So we have, I have no reason to push or push against any of this. I think, I think my view is that they are here and they are just another way. Like there's no fighting the tide, right? If there's a way that's easier to meet people, then people are going to gravitate to that as a method. Um, And that's fine. Like that that there's, there's just many ways to the goal. I just think that what, from, from what I've experienced, you know, and, and, and as Tinder's been, I should say as Tinder's existed, I've been both in long-term relationships and single. So I've kind of, you know Mm -hmm. been through the cycle of observing it and actually being in it but i i think that they are just they have to be like an adjunct to your dating life not the crutch and i Mm -hmm. think lots of people it's like a race to the bottom where everyone just assumes that you know that's the default and that's how you meet people now and i think and and lots of people say that sort of with the sort of disappointment air of disappointment but i'm like well you're deciding to buy into that culture. It's like the same with hookup culture. Like some people say, well, is this just how guys are now? Do I? Do we now like, you know, are people just sleeping together always on like the first and second date? That seems so fast for me and blah, blah. And it's like, well, well, no, you're like, it's like, it's your, again, it's it, you don't have to buy into a hookup culture. If you're not a hookup person and that's not your vibe, there are people also who like to go slower it's like saying, well, no one seems to want anything real anymore. Everyone's just flaky. It's like, well, you know me and you know plenty and have, you know plenty of men I know have sought out long term meaningful relationships and are in them. Most of our friends, George, were looking for that and are in it now, right? They, they are seeking out. people want connections. So I think it's easy to um, to just paint black and white like this is how men are now, this is how women are and it's just you know like people will go men will say you know in these angry men's forums men will say well, women are all so superficial now and all they care about is money and looks and blah blah and then women will also say well men are just so you know it's all about sex and they don't want anything real and like both things are just these sort of caricature mm. caricature pictures of the opposite the, sex the, environment, the environment does the sort of determining doesn't it like almost like the corollary in the real world would just be if you spent every night in a nightclub (laughs) like if people are there for often more specific reasons than just being themselves and sort of expressing how how and what their desires are longer term if you're on a kind of instant gratification dating app more of the people you're going to meet or engage with are likely to have those preferences yeah so so that's my my point is that you you don't it's fine to have it like I would never say to people well you can't meet love of your life on tinder because Mm -hmm. guess what I went to a wedding last year and it's one of my friends from university and she couldn't (laughs) meet a guy for a few years met on tinder Mm -hmm. and married that guy and he turned out to be amazing for her like so it's like well clearly it it happens right and we've got a friend who met his long-term girlfriend on tinder one of our best friends yeah um, so it's like just, just purely numbers right that if yeah, there are that many many millions of people using it yeah so it so it, so it's like i would not say to people well you shouldn't have these in your life it's more to me that it's you know this, and this is specifically for people who want to find like a proper partner or relationship right yeah yeah if, Obviously, people want if, to- if you just want to hook up then it's also a great place to be yeah, and, and most people we deal with in our company are looking for something meaningful long term and, and want a relationship. So that's kind of where we, you know, try and think about what's most helpful for them. But um we uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like ha- you 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 need both because I think if you can't then meet someone in the real world, you're missing out on a whole bunch. It's like like, you know, women have been taught through many years of conditioning that they can't be proactive in that way in the real world. And so they think, well, they just have to be passive and wait for someone. But really, you know, a lot of the women I know who have always been great at meeting a guy have always been able to start conversations at parties and real one. They're very sociable and very warm and friendly. So it's like, they're not, they're not just sitting on their hands waiting for a guy to, you Mm. know, buy the luck to them at a bar or something. They're actually, quite proactive about it i would say a lot of the time a lot of men are waiting for that to happen yeah (laughs) and and, men are desperate it's like a weird sort of cancelling out of the two interested parties because i'm not going to name names but i could rattle off so many guys i know that would just love it if they were approached yeah yeah and and that's why like you know no one can afford to just say well it's like it's like you you have some job to come forward a bit and help the other person like make it easier even if it's like giving them signal or saying hello or whatever it is it's like make their job easier in meeting you and there's so many chances to do that in the real world and that's where i I think also just just being on the dating apps and not not being out there in some way I think it just warps your brain a bit and and mm-hmm. I've found this where it kind of makes you it it makes me start seeing it makes you get more cynical because you're just you're being very sort of ruthless in your swiping and and you feel that against you as well where you feel Ooh. like you know Oh, if someone gave me a chance, blah blah blah, and it can make you because you see lots of flaking. You talk to someone, it fizzles out. It doesn't. They don't turn out the way you thought, or they It just can make you very cynical about, well, did, about dating. The, the way that you judge and frame people through that kind of you've got one photo to look at, yes or no mm-hmm. kind of thing. If you if I thought about myself being judged that way, it is it's kind of mortifying. So I guess you just get your. You can clearly, it can go either way, I imagine, very quickly. It could either be just this incredibly reinf- superficial, very reinforcing experience or just, oh, that, that's that been brutal. I know that I'm judging people like this. If they're doing that to me too, I must feel really down about myself. Yeah, and especially if you're not getting people you attracted to or whatever, you're like, well, why am I not attractive to the people I like or whatever? And, and so I think it's, um, yeah, it can just affect your self-esteem. And that mixed with, you know, And this is the element men don't have to suffer, but then women also get a whole bunch of like, you know, creepy or aggressive or guys who take rejection really badly and start like lashing out and stuff. And so that's a whole nother element where women just start to go, you know, they come to us and they're almost half in despair about like, is this what men are like even, (laughs) especially if you haven't had much experience with men and imagine you're young or whatever, it's like you just be like oh is this is this what it's like dating guys is this Mm -hmm. you know are they like and so that's kind of a very sad part of it that i think is um it just just happens if you live in this it's this in this online sort of buffet world where you know people are just if you look at instagram right you can see how people's profiles are affected by the fact that it it makes everyone more conscious about how they look. And you, you know, you see all these, uh, there's a Reddit thing called Instagram versus reality or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they show how many people just totally have Photoshopped all their photos in a way. And they've like slimmed out their waist or they've changed their muscles or whatever it is. And there's like tons of these people are just curating a self that doesn't even exist. And it makes everyone look at, ins- everyone's on Instagram and going, man, there's so many beautiful people. There's so many people who yeah. are so cool and attractive. And it's that same thing where it starts, you start seeing everything more superficially because it, it sort of makes you more Yeah, you, at the expense of actual depth and connection and interest. And yeah, the th- yeah. things actually people, you know, people actually do bond over, get just yeah. crushed away. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a, a tragic a tragic issue that is certainly um specific to our here and now yeah so i, I think what you have one thing i always say um is be you know be unselective about who you meet but be very selective about who you invest time and emotion and energy and in, in that in the you know swiping on an app doesn't take much effort or saying hello in real life doesn't but you still, what you want to do to not feel burnt out on dating. And this is what made me, you know, I had a point last year where um, I was single and dating quite a lot. And I, yeah, I think you remember George and I got very, I remember and I got, I got very like burnt out on the whole thing and it just started taking over my time. It started taking over like my work time. Just everything was, you know, geared towards like, Oh, I'm, gonna go on a date and meet someone and it was very like um yeah kind of dehumanizing and kind of yeah it's just psychologically it's kind Mm. of kind of messes with your brain a bit and and is something you said in the kind of preamble there where you said that oh it doesn't take long to swipe but i i imagine people don't realize how much time oh no one realizes how much time they're sort of wasting when they're on their phone or just kind of frittering away on social media and you would see, well, you or just anyone in, in these kinds of processes actually expending a lot more time than they think, oh, it only takes a second to swipe. Or if you swipe 400 people, you know, you're suddenly on the app for ages. And the kind of cost, time, cost, benefit sort of mess that you can get yourself into versus actually just speaking to a couple of people in the real world, it's probably yeah. not that much more effective or efficient. No, that and I think if you actually put it on a time basis, it's like – just yeah just going and talking to more people would be much time simpler. plus the anxiety of, of if you swipe 400 people and you get three responses it's like, oh 397 people hate me you know no. it's like that's a lot of um, a lot of potential rejection to have to face face up to i suppose so it's not it's probably for how it's pitched as oh you, you know these sorts of things can happen quickly and really efficiently i don't think people people get that no first. And but, I think what definitely as well you but you don't want to um yeah the the thing I say is like the the yeah as I've dramatically lowered like I barely spend any i barely spent any time this year on the like the tinder, and it's my happiness has increased for sure, like just generally less anxiety less i don't know less worrying about that sort of thing, and I think it's just it's been more. I might occasionally use it or something, but it's like being much more, much more selective when you actually, I, I think like last year, there was a point where I was going on dates a lot less discriminately and just finding like, I was going on dates with people I didn't have connection with or just wasting time. And I was being like, why would I, why am I spending evenings doing this when it's mm. just like, what is it? Is it like attention? Is it some kind of validation, some kind of need, you know? And it's fine if you're out there looking for something it's sometimes like that takes a bit of time, right? And trial and error. But I think you have to know why you're, you know, you could save more time by going, I'm actually only going to go on a date with someone. I'm feeling some kind of unique connection or like, wow, we're this is actually exciting or interesting. I want to meet this person rather than just, oh, we talked for a little bit and we're just going to go for a drink. It's just, it just can, and unless you just want to do that because it's fun, it can just feel like, oh man, I'm going to go through another night of throwing a dart at a dartboard and seeing if it hits, you know, hoping it hits bullseye sort of thing. But you took good to play darts, did you? <laughs> That's a great day. <laughs> um, yeah, do you know what I mean, though? Does oh, that make for sure. It's, it's such a got, it sounds slightly cynical, but like it's, it can often just be defining the goal before you go through the process right if it's just I live in a cool city I'm young or young, I'm sort of available and just want to experience the different sort of experiences and people that are available to me yeah sort of doing it indiscriminately is probably quite a cool and fun thing to do but if it's yeah the goal of I kind of want to meet someone meaningful and have a connection it, it is kind of just throwing throwing darts at a board and it's probably not it's certainly not what i would choose to do to find someone meaningful i would think yeah i I remember my brother did this video that uh the title was go on less dates and it was uh it was this exact point where he was saying that it's kind of in some ways it's it's fine to meet a lot of people and to be chatting to them whatever but like your time is very precious and how you spend it you want to spend it on things that bring you joy and fun and meaning so it's like You know, going on five dates a week, five nights a week, something is probably not going to be with, but with five strangers every time. Well, it's also because you don't know what their goal is, right? Right. Yeah. If you're going on the goal, if you want to meet someone permanent or like a meaningful partner and they're there just to hook up, that's absolutely their prerogative and it's absolutely yours, but it's just not going to result in what either of you are looking for. And that's going to become perpetually quite disappointing. Yeah. Well, and and that's the problem where you don't know. I mean, this is to go back to our original topic of like problems that people complain about modern dating. And one of them for us is definitely women saying, you know, how do I know what he wants? Like, I if I'm going on a date, you don't want to say in the first conversation, well, are you, you know, on Tinder, you don't always want to be like, well, what are you looking for? But you also kind of do need some kind of indication of what they, you know, if they just want to hook up, then it's not really worth it you know. yeah, yeah. So, and that's always like that's a constant tricky thing I think. that's all that's always been a problem with dating. right yeah for sure that's not, what each person's after it's just magnified through these apps and that's not new and that's where i think you you definitely have to have that conversation sooner rather than later and maybe that is like in an early date or whatever just kind of seeing what their views are on you know, one you know, just on family and what they're looking for in the next few years, and what they, you know, what they're kind of doing. But I think that's um, that's always one where you, you have to see. Here's the thing: I think you have to accept to some extent that you are gonna you are gonna have to just spend your time in some ways going through going through the wrong people. In that, you might have to just go on some dates that fizzle out a bit or they, well, we weren't looking for the same thing and and that kind of stuff. I I think there's no problem with that. And that's part of the process. You're not, you're not going to like, you're not going to be able to set it up. So you get like a perfect shot the first time Mm. you go on a date and it turns out great. So that is part of what dating is about. I just think it's also why I see people make the mistake of is investing in people who are not, You know, who are clearly like bad leads, if you like, Mm. and maybe they invest because there's a connection there, even if they've never discussed about whether they want the same things and or or maybe it's the first person they've liked in ages. And so they'll think, well, get tunnel vision and be like, well, this is the person is the only that's person also not particular to now though right it's just no that's what no that's just a common thing that i think yeah. people do and and uh men do this as well where it's just like oh my god i haven't liked someone like this in ages and you know you kind of get an image an idealized image of them in your head even if there's kind of something where you're both blatantly incompatible or you kind of have this he wants this. She wants this. Or she's going away in three months, and he's you know the the distance thing is going to be a massive issue. It's like certain things where people will invest knowing that this might end. <laughs> this might. I'm I'm rolling the dice on this, really. Yeah. And people can end up like six months, a year, two years longer down the line, sort of doing that with someone who never really wanted the same thing they did. Mm. Uh, so I think you, that's where I think you got to be. You've got to conserve who you actually invest in, even if you're out there dating. To do that requires just knowing very clearly what you're after, right? Which is probably not. Do you think every, people know that when they're getting, you know, because like an app say just gives you so many opportunities. It, it probably is quite easy to just do it kind of mindlessly. And then for just each step, you know, just go one step up the ladder each time. And then suddenly you look back and three months have passed and you are kind of in the wrong place. It wasn't, necessarily a, a conscious decision it's just sort of snowboard. yeah it I, takes a lot maybe to know it
1: because yeah. like,
0: you can find yourself surely in a position where you're saying i want you know this person at this age with this sort of status and these requirements and if that doesn't come up i'm never going to find anyone yeah yeah i think that that definitely does um that does happen but i think yeah it's hard to know always know some people don't always know at the beginning exactly what they're looking for. And that makes it, that does make it tricky. Right. Mm. It's like if the right person came, maybe they would be, they would be totally ready if the right person came along, but it's just that they haven't met that person. And so it's hard to, it's hard to know what someone, yeah. Yeah. Like you say, things can just snowball. And then someone's like, actually, I don't think this person's the one for me, or I don't think this is what I want. Mm. Um, I guess then it's in both people's interest to nip nip things in the bud, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the sooner you can pull that plaster off, I think the happier you are. Like if you, if you don't, if you just put, you know, and it's, it's like over my twenties, it was a lesson I definitely had to learn is when you just think when we talked about it before, but like your gut is actually quite intuitive in relationships. Um, It's one of the areas where intuition is probably quite powerful, but it can, um, you know, it, it, it can saying, like, this situation, you could drag it out for another, like, three, six months, however long it is, or you could say now, you know, I'm going to call it and, you know, try and put my energy elsewhere. But mm. I think that's that's that constant thing is where people people have this constant tension between comfort and the... Feeling, or you know, some people are much worse at being alone or feeling like I've lost that support, I've lost that comfort, or just that feeling I had of being attractive to that person. It's, it's probably f- like slightly false comfort, though, right? If it's I, n- you know, need someone around to make me feel a bit happier in myself. If if you know in your heart of hearts that they're not actually the person you want to be with, then it's a kind, it it's a kind of false comfort that you're getting from it, and it's false mm. for them as well. Yeah, and um. Yeah, and I think that's that. That's also it's the false comfort of being with someone who, you know, and yet they might be like, well, they I don't know what they really want, though. It's like, that's not comfort. That's actually very you know, un- unstable and unpleasant, if so. Like, if yeah, it kick, it's like kicking the can down the road, isn't it? It's, it's like yeah. Face, face up to it. If you're with someone for a year and they're still saying they're not sure they want something serious, it's like, well... Uh, you know, do you want to roll the dice for another three years on that and then mm. turn around and then say they don't? So it's uh, yeah, that's how I always think of it. And I think if we could make being single, there was an interesting book recently that um, I didn't love all of it, but it had some good things in there. But it's called The Unexpected Joy of Being Single, um, by uh, I'm just going to look up the author's name, um, just keep yourselves busy. Um, oh, oh on Tinder. <laughs> oh, her name's Catherine Gray, and uh, it's like you know, it's kind of entertainment. It's kind of her diary of sort of a year of being, you know, being single when she's been in relationships a lot of her life and been in lots of dodgy situations. And uh, yeah, it was. It's just one of those things where I do think there is there, some, some to some people the spectre of being single is so sort of um stigmatized or can be unpleasant, especially as you get past a certain age. Um and I it's, do think- it's dictated by your peers, I'd imagine as well, right? If you're you know lots of oh, we're all going on a big couple's event and you're the person who doesn't doesn't fit that kind of brief. It suddenly it all right. it changes the dynamic. Yeah. So we're all off next week actually, but Oh, you're going on yeah. your little <laughs> trip <are> you? <laughs> Oh good. Yeah. The couple's dinner, is it? Yeah. Um yeah, those uh, those invites stop coming quickly. I'll tell you that. Um, but uh, yeah, being yeah, that's why I think I think past certain age, it, there's definitely a a thing a stigma about being single. And I, I think I mean, it, it goes the other way as well, though, right? Because you're not inviting me to your sort of wild your wild nights out. You don't want to stick in the mud uh, with you. My bacchanals. I would <laughs> uh, I would have you I would have you on them any time, George. Any time. Um, still the dinner uh, is cum- unfortunately this year they've been very much non-existent because I've been in a kind of monk-like state of my parents home so um, but uh, yeah I think um, sorry I've lost my train of thought there my mind's on the Bacchanals now what were we, uh, <laughs> what were we to- oh the joy of being single right so I think even for men and women there's some kind of past a certain age there is some kind of stigma about being single that kind of people people subtly, the world subtly sort of pressures you in certain ways to think that the state, the desirable state is for you to just get into a relationship or you should have met someone or why haven't you met someone? And and uh, I didn't think this even came, you know, this is definitely a, a gendered issue where women get it way, way yeah. more. Um, but uh, even as a man, you definitely see how people start thinking like, just subtly thinking, like, oh, you—you you should meet someone. Like, would be nice if you've been in a relationship. Don't you want a girlfriend? Like that sort of thing. And uh, even if, like, you're sort of just quite content with what you're doing, there's a there's a feeling where it's like, like, why are you? Uh, why aren't you with someone? And and I think that you know, as people feel that pressure, it can definitely make you make. <sighs> I don't want to say compromises, but you're not you're not going to get perfection out of a partner. You know, you got to have realistic expectations. But I think it can make you want to just settle for an image. Like, uh, well, I'm very much how you sort of, if, pe- if those kind of societal pressures weigh on you, it's possibly a response to how you project yourself. So, I, I don't think there's maybe a silly, slightly extreme example that people aren't going up to Leo DiCaprio and going, Oh, you've thought about settling down, Leo. It's like he clearly owns how he behaves. Yeah. You do, know? You th- do you think, he- I reckon someone's giving him pressure? His right? mother, his, his mom. Mother. <laughs> maybe his mom, yeah. I, I suppose so but you know what you know what i mean it's like for for some people it would be anyone and everyone they meet would put that on them whereas yeah. for others maybe it's just you know oh we, we want grandkids or something like that might be a slightly different expectation but yeah if you kind of own your identity a bit if 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 that's a choice you've made and you're really happy with it then it's not you know if that's you then it's not for anyone to be dictating that to you if you can just make that maybe more clear in yourself i i don't know yeah, I um, I definitely think it's it's partly the process of being okay with how others see you, and then partly mm. as well, just an internal thing of like, I I think I'm actually pretty good at like. Some people do ask like, oh, do you feel lonely though if you're single? And mm. actually, I don't feel like loneliness is not a thing that I get so often because I'm fairly happy in my own company, and you know, I have good social relationships i feel lonely if i don't have good friendships and things like that if i don't have people around me then it starts to become very much like oh i wish i had someone you know that sort of thing but if i've got good people around me then i don't have feel that lack and and maybe that's it as well where people i don't i don't know this might be armchair sociology but people nowadays having less close connections maybe they try and derive too much from being in a relationship and so much like you know, Esther Perel, the great relationship expert, um, you know, she says how people now put so much, almost because of the decline of community in some ways, put so much pressure on their relationship to provide what a whole community used to would have provided where it's like, you have to be my lover, my best friend, my confidant, my intellectual weak or my, um, whatever, my sports partner, my friend, my, you know, whatever it is, it's like, you know, partly my mother or my father. And uh, it, it's like they're asking for someone to fulfill so many roles. And she says, this is very unusual in human history. We wouldn't well, have... that's had... a product of contemporary society, is it? Yeah. And, and this is probably because we're creeping up to the hour, Mark. We'll save this for another discussion because uh, I think there's way more for us to talk about on dating anyway. There's, there's so much in here and relationships. But just this idea of the the expectation and pressure we put on a partner to have to fulfill all these things. We used to think it was like an economic relationship or it's someone to help me, you know, help me through life and we'll help each other in old age. It was like a, you know, it was very much a sort of partnership that had necessity to Mm. uh, in older times. Whereas, you know, once marriage became about romance and all these other things, but it's like, we just, yeah, we just have a lot of expectations in some ways. Maybe that's why we expect, you know, people, people struggle being alone and things because being alone can feel so lonely if you haven't got community or things around you. And then it's like, Oh, maybe if I just had that person around me all the time, I would be saved and I would feel have meaning and have love. And, and, uh, that's why I think being single is easier if you have, if you, if you have a fulfilling social life and a fulfilling, you know, family, friends, it's, it's so much easier to just enjoy that state and not be coming at it from a state of desperation. Yeah, and then that, I mean, that's probably also going to just play into indirectly opportunities to meet people that might be the kind of people spend time with the right if yeah oh i'm single but i do a load of sort of social sports and yeah do the go on these activities and do these trips and stuff you're just in indirectly through your outlook putting yourself in these positions versus yeah people who want more but use something like i don't know tinder or one of these apps that isn't really the mechanism to get that much more at all unless you get lucky in the kind of crapshoot that it is i suppose yeah it's like if your version of being single is spending every night at home you know watching netflix or just sitting on your laptop or something it's like yeah that's going to feel like a fairly you know bereft state of affairs eventually um yeah so I'd, yeah i think we should talk about the expectations one another time though because i think there's so much there where people's people's like what are the right standards to have and people's expectations i think is really interesting so i'd like to talk about that another time Uh, it's a date Steve uh, All right. Um, have we uh, think we've done justice to this I think we've covered a lot there yeah sure Yeah, given people a lot to think about Um, okay well if you want more dating advice uh, and you want practical tips and solutions to this stuff um, you can look at my brother Matthew Hussey's YouTube channel uh, which will feature some videos from me if you type my name in as well um or you can read my blogs on how to dot com slash blog. Uh if you just type in my name there, you'll also get hundreds of articles I've written um talking about this and various solutions to certain love life problems. Um Cry about that in, didn't you, at the end? I feel it's fairly natural with the if you're uh, if you're Brazilian and want to learn English <laughs> then you know, I could we can both play the game, mate yeah well we'll do another we'll do another video we'll do one english by dr (laughs) (laughs) we'll do one that promotes george's business um. an hour's chat about learning english as a brazilian exactly um all right thanks everyone for joining we will see you very soon thanks guys